Hey, I'm Veronica. Hey, I'm Casey, and we are so excited that you are here with us on the Thriving Mompreneurs podcast. Yes, motherhood comes with so many different stages, and each stage looks a little different than the one before. Here, you will find perspectives, tools, and advice on a mama in the toddler stages and in the teenage stages and anything in between. So if you can relate to either of those, you are in for a treat. Are you a professional multitasker? Well, turns out it is possible and we are experts at juggling all the things. Do you find yourself waiting for this mom and business thing to get better? Are you ready to start feeling excited for every day? What would you be able to do if you were energized and present in your home and in your business? We have been there too. Mom guilt, the mental load, exhaustion, you name it, we've been there. And the truth is, being a mompreneur is hard work. And that's okay. It wasn't until we started working on ourselves from the inside out that we started to see major shifts in our lives. You can thrive in every stage of motherhood and business, and we are going to do it together. Each week on this podcast, you will learn how to turn your mind and body into your greatest asset. You will feel seen and heard, getting to know other hardworking mompreneurs, and you will get tangible tools on how to implement changes immediately to create harmony in your mind, body, business, and home. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Thriving Mompreneurs podcast. In the last few weeks, we've talked a lot about how the state of your home affects the state of your mind and vice versa, and a few calendar tasks and tips and tricks just to get stuff done around your home so you can feel good about the space that you're in. Today, we're going to dive into a little bit more of the business-specific benefits that having a rhythm to your daily life can create and how the tools you need to organize your home are the ones that you can use to excel in your business. Yes, but first up, I want to welcome you to join us in our growing private community, The Thriving Mompreneurs, where you can stay connected with Casey and I, but we also want you to connect with more driven business and family-minded women. So hop over to the link in the show notes to join us and check out the resources we have for you there. And leave us a comment on topics you'd like to hear in this new year. Awesome. I, I think oftentimes... We, as moms, working moms, we think that we have to wear different hats all of the time and you have to be in one space or another, but there may be more overlap in your roles than you think. And today, Veronica and I wanted to talk about how your roles at home play a huge part in your roles in either your career or your business. Um, And so I'm going to start off, Veronica, just by talking about uh, something that I was thinking a lot about when we were talking about planning this episode. And that is like, the creativity that you need in your business is directly tied to what your home feels like, what it looks like. Like there's no space for creativity if everything in your life is out of control and a mess. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think that I also like that kind of topic. And I feel like when even saying the word creativity makes some people shrivel. Like it used to make me (laughs) shrivel pretty bad because I considered myself not creative at all. But I think that we need to take a step back and just like as moms, we kind of orchestrate the the I don't know vibe or feeling in your home. Like if you've ever noticed, <laughs> the state of the mom is the state of the household. 
And so if you're kind of like a drill sergeant, I mean, I guess sometimes a dad can, you know, establish this, but I feel like it's oftentimes <laughs> yeah. the mom, right? Because yeah. she's the one making the meals and, you know, uh, planning the events and that kind of thing. And so getting creative in realizing how much overlap you can use in your home and in your business is just such a way to like use less energy and trying to be different things all of the time. Yeah, I think it's I think the thing that it brings to mind for me um, and something that maybe would be helpful for the listeners is that the overlap is the skill set, right? Like your, Mm -hmm. you know, your ability to organize your home calendar carries over in your ability to organize your work calendar, your ability to, you know, creatively get your kids to eat vegetables kind of might create like go over into the way you write social media copy or the way you write an email or the way you talk to a new person. You're not talking to them like they're a kid. You know what I mean? But it's that same like thinking outside of the box skill Mm -hmm. that kind of translates over. And there's all kinds of weird stuff like that that I think um, translates from home to business. Yeah, for sure. And I think like the enthusiasm that you have, because I feel like sometimes with, I guess maybe I shouldn't speak for everyone. For me, I'm also in the toddler stage. So like I had to just spend the last three weeks making going to the bathroom super, super fun. (laughs) (laughs) There's so many, so many creative (laughs) levels that like our company that and realizing just how if you're really enthusiastic and you want to get the other person enthusiastic, like that is in and of itself sales, right? It's getting someone excited about what you have to offer. And so like, if listen, if you can convince a teenager to eat gluten-free, dairy-free, <laughs> soy-free, yeah. or a toddler to think that peeing in the toilet is fun, you can get a sale as well <laughs> yeah. using those same tools. <laughs> yeah, I think that's exactly what I mean. At, like, you know, and that same level of enthusiasm and creativity around your offer, say, right, when you're talking about potty training, you're making an offer, right? I need you to do this thing. The reward is going to be X, Y, Z. And you're sort of like you're um, negotiating in a way, but you're also making a creative offer. And that level of enthusiasm and creativity that you bring to that is literally the same thing you do as a business owner in several ways, sales being one of them. But also if you're a coach, like a lot of people are coaching now in different ways, it's the same level of enthusiasm and creativity that you're bringing to a client that you're coaching. Um, You know, I get very excited about poop in my particular, you know, health (laughs) coaching world. I'm like, I'm down. I'm like, if, if you're not, I'll talk about poop all day. And I am very excited if you're pooping all the time. You know what I mean? I mean, and nobody else is probably excited about that, but, right. you know, that's in my world. So I just, I think that seeing those crossovers, wh- when you, where your awareness goes, your energy flows, right? So when you're aware of those crossovers, you can then spend more time and energy honing that skill for right. both your home and your business. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I really think that this is basically just saying like, I, you know, skill set or tools or whatever, but I like to call it your superpower, right? Things that yeah. just naturally come to you. Like in the heat of the moment, you have something going on in motherhood or in your home and you're like, I need to do this and just like get it done. That is the same superpower that you can use in your business. And so identifying that, knowing what that is, sometimes I feel like we jump into business and we think that we should be showing up a certain way or we should be doing this or that or whatever, but we don't take the time to identify what our true strengths are. And then yeah. we end up burning ourselves in our business because we're we're trying so hard to fit into this box that we were never meant to fit into in the first place. And so, Casey, oh, do you identify your strengths and use that in your business and in your home? 
Um, I think I've I've thought a lot about this over the last handful of years, meaning like I've tried, like you said, to fit into the mold that was being taught to me either in my coaching certification or in uh, with a business mentor or whatever. And all the strategies are valid for sure, but not all the strategies work for all the people. And I am typically a good cheerleader. I'm also a good like teacher in a sense. I like to educate. So like, I know that's a strength for me, but it's also a weakness. I I can see it as both because I want to like tell you all the things and not everybody wants to know all the things. So you really have to like see yourself clearly without bias and say like, that's where I, that's how I've managed to, in answer to your question, that's how I've managed to do it is like, you have to step outside of yourself and really see yourself like other people see you. And, and also, you know, I just thought of this, but like listening to my husband and my children's complaints about me, right? So if you're listening to the complaints <laughs> that you're receiving, it's like, hmm, where's the truth in that particular right. thing that's coming at me? And generally, there is some truth there. May not all be, you know, emotions are firing or whatever, but like, you know, there's usually some truth there and it gives you at least a nugget of something to start with when you really need to get introspective and think about what your strengths are so that you can be creative. Um and give your mind the space that it needs to like create the thing that you need for your business. And I think, like you said, that word creative can be a little tricky. People, I also didn't think of myself as a very creative person, but at the end of the day, I created an entire program around stuff that I like. Um, so there's some level of creativity there, right? I mean, and I do write emails to my email list. And I do all these other things. It's just, I'm not a painter or something else, whatever I had right. in my head that I was like, you know, fitting into that box. So I think giving yourself that space to be creative is the first place to start. And it gives you the ability to like be introspective on yourself. Like what are your own qualities? Does that make sense? Yeah, Yeah, it does. And I feel like it's a cool balance of like stepping into and out of yourself of like, okay, naturally, if I were to do whatever I wanted, you know, in my free time, if you ever have that, (laughs) it's like, (laughs) what would I do? What would bring me joy? And we're going to talk about that next week. But also learning how other people see you and how you're being portrayed by other people can help you kind of with that balance of like, okay, I have this gift that I have to offer. And maybe there is some tool and skill set I can use to kind of like refine it and make it this really appealing thing. And as you kind of go ebb and flow between like getting to know yourself and getting to know how you are being portrayed to other people, it it is all really great. And I think that is a very good thing to have in any relationship with anyone, honestly. <laughs> like, yeah, like learning how to refine that, that the good parts and the not so great parts of yourself to just keep getting better and better in business and in in home and marriage and all the things. Yeah. And again, that's that overlap in skill, right? Because I think when you when i hear you talking about you know getting introspective on yourself the other thing that I, that came to mind was hearing like taking some time giving yourself the space when you're thinking about your strengths and your weaknesses thinking about what do people come to me for in my regular daily life what do my friends ask me about what does my spouse ask me about what do my kids ask me about what favors are people asking of you what advice are people coming to you for these types of things can kind of begin to lead you down a road. If you don't know what your skills are, those things can begin to lead you down a road of, oh, I'm a natural teacher. Oh, I'm a natural cheerleader. I'm, you know, or whatever. Um, So thinking about that for yourself and you're thinking about, like, if you're thinking about 
working on your own weaknesses. First of all, how do you know what your weaknesses are? I'd love to know how you're kind of figuring that out. And um, secondarily, what kind of a strategy do you use when you're dealing with said weaknesses? Because the fact of the matter is we all have them, right? So you have to have some kind of strategy. Yeah. Before I answer that, though, I did want to, there's like something that popped in my head. I loved how you said using, you know, like, what do people come to you for? But also what fuels you? Like, there's people in your life that you love you just love talking to. Yeah. And then there's others that you're like, I, I could go a long, long time <laughs> without this conversation. And so, yeah. yeah, kind of going back to that, like, balance of, like, letting people kind of show you where it is, but then also realizing what truly fuels you. Like, wh- who the people that you want in your circle. That's a great thing about business is you yeah. can make your own circle. That's correct. Um, yes. And so when it comes to weaknesses, I find that procrastination is one of the best ways to know what your weak, you know, what your weakness are, <laughs> weaknesses are, because I am like a firm believer. There's no such thing as someone who's lazy. There's just someone who's maybe unclear or not confident. And the reason that you're not clear or not confident in something is because you don't necessarily feel like you're great at it. Yeah. Um. And so anything that I'm trying to avoid, anything that I'm putting off for great levels of time. First of all, I try to understand like, is it be- like, which is it? Am I scared of that thing, or am I just not really? don't have a lot of clarity behind it. And then once I figure that out, then I can take a step into almost like planning, kind of like what we've talked about before in terms of making this big thing not so big, right? Like where, what am I lacking? Who do I need to talk to you to find support in that? Or what do I need to do? So it's almost like planning in your day to tackle this like avalanche in front of you yeah um it's not something that i think you want to just be like what do i want to do today let's dive into my you know my dive into my weaknesses yeah, yeah. <laughs> not not quite <laughs> like it's something that you want to plan i i do a lot of like timers like i like to those things are the things that i like to set timers on and just like start and then you know get going on it and usually you find the momentum that way yeah so that is that's how i do it what about you Yeah, I mean, I have said before, like one of my biggest weaknesses, I'm also a procrastinator of really everything, but um, is overcommitting. And when it comes to that particular one, one of the things that the skills that I've I had to build and I'm still working on is saying no. Um, And so I've had to just this week, I turned down actually two business opportunities and because for two reasons, number one, it didn't feel totally aligned with me and what I want to do right now in this current state. And number two, I didn't know if I had the bandwidth to do it properly. And I didn't feel like it was a service to the other person. So that being said, it felt really scary because my natural tendency is to say yes to everything. And let's be honest, you have a business, you're trying to make money, you're trying to be successful, you want things to go a certain way and saying no doesn't feel like the thing that's going to take you there. Um, But in this case, I would have been overcommitting. I would have been stressed the hell out. And I wouldn't have been able to, I think, it wouldn't have served me or my business. And I'm not sure it would have served them and their business either. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Um, so one of the strategies for overcommitting for me is really learning how to like say no before something even starts. Yeah. And occasionally you have to say no even after you've committed and you realize it was a mistake. And that feels really icky. It feels really yeah. gross. I'm not going to lie. But you got to be able to do it and be honest with yourself and the other person. Yeah. And I just want to kind of take back the layers of what you just said. Really saying no is honoring yourself and the other person. 
Yeah. Like, I feel like sometimes we think it means closing the door to an opportunity or, you know, being rude or whatever. I've literally heard people say that that is rude. (laughs) But... And so maybe that's where, but, but it really is honoring yourself and the other person and everyone wins. And I also want to say too, sometimes I feel like we, we do everything in a state of like, it has to be done right now. Like we absolutely, there's no other time. The time is now. Um, I know I myself do that. And there's sometimes that you're going to say no, and maybe it's just no for this season. Maybe it's no for this month. You know, like you'll have opportunities if it's for you, if it's something you're really supposed to do, it'll come back up again. Yeah. Um, And so eventually to the point where maybe later it will be a yes you know like this might be an opportunity later on and because you said no you honored that person and they might feel safe enough to come back to you again and be like hey what about now you know uh and so just realizing that it doesn't necessarily mean that you close the door on anything it just really opens you up to what you need to do right now (laughs) yeah and i just needed to be able to honor my time in this week, this month, this season, the things that I've got going on there, you know, things going on behind the scenes that are taking a lot of my attention. And I, when I said no, I said it with love. I said, I would thank you so much for thinking about me. I really appreciate this. Unfortunately, I'm just not able to commit fully at this time. And I don't think it would be good for either of us, but I would love it if you included me in your next round of whatever, you know what I mean? And Again, it's like that's either going to that person's feelings are going to get hurt and they'll never come back to me, which you're not my people if that's the case, or it's going to fully come back around to me and it's going to be a much better time for me. The conversation will be better. Everything about it will be better because it will be aligned with my Mm -hmm. business goals and their business goals at the same time, which, um, you know, so I think just circling back to our original point, like separating out your weaknesses like you just need to be aware of them. Like you just need to be aware of what your weaknesses are so that you can begin to chip away at the work that needs to be done around them. And it's not going to be perfect. Like you're going to have to accept a certain level of (laughs) mishaps. You know what I mean? (laughs) Because three years ago, I would have never said no and I would have been all stressed out and I would have had this, you know, not great interaction with this person and so on and so forth. So um, I would encourage the listeners to take that, the, uh, the advice of like looking at your strengths, looking at your weaknesses, break them down a little bit. Think about them. Think about, you know, that's the strategy we wanted you to get from this particular like little subtopic is like around really looking at yourself clearly and looking at it through the lens of other people and yourself, not just your own. Because your own, you bring all this like baggage to the, right. you know, to what yeah. you're looking at. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think hopefully that's helpful for people just to clarify it out. Yeah, no, I I completely agree. That was once you know once you, and, and it's so great because that's why we kind of segued from your home to your mind to your business because it all is one and the same, right? Like when yeah. you get really good at doing that in one area of your life, you're going to be better in every area of your life. Agreed, agreed, and that's why I think too we talked a lot and initially around your calendar and like managing your time and all of that because you really do need your home life in some sort of order in some way in order to have time and space for your business. Um, and so the, the the last thing we kind of want to talk about today was just around when you do that, when you get your calendar like kind of teed up in some way, like you, you know, it it allows for that free time to 
spend the creative pursuits in your business or make those connections um, because your mind isn't on the laundry pile that's in your room or the dishes that need to be done or whatever, because you know you already have time for that at a different time. That time isn't now. I don't have to worry about that right now, you know? Yes, absolutely. And like, imagine how hard it would be to look at yourself from two different perspectives if you're constantly thinking about what you haven't gotten done in other areas of your life, right? So yeah, it, I agree 100% and just how beneficial it is to it doing all of that extra, it, you know, it, I always tell my clients, it takes energy up front to have less energy used later. You have to create yeah. that, that, that like schedule and that time to, and, you know, start implementing these rhythms in your life. And it's a lot of energy up front. But then eventually you're able to kind of tailor back and you're like, oh, wow, I'm so glad I did the work up front so that I can kind of cruise and use that extra energy for other things. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think, um, you know, this is a little bit of a quickie short episode, but I think that's really kind of a good place to kind of put a pin in it. I just to circle back and kind of summarize some of what we talked about today. We wanted you to kind of see the connections between organizing your home and how that relates to organizing your business. And it a lot of it's going to come down to giving you the time and space to be creative in your business. You kind of have to have a little bit of order in your home. And it, um, that looks like looking at your strengths, looking at your weaknesses with a critical eye and using those to your advantage. And lastly, managing that time on your calendar in your home allows for more time and space in your business. And we think that's really going to be helpful. It sounds like it is time for the question of the day. <laughs> I was just looking at this. I'm not really sure. Sh- I don't know that I have an answer for this one. I I've, I feel like I, I have a good one. Okay. I've, I've, I've picked. I've picked. All right. Okay. So when buying a car, a new car, I pick the one that has A, in-car Wi-Fi, B, massaging seats, or C, the ability to locate parking spaces. I'll answer first. So my answer is massaging seats all day long. You guys, I drive in the summer with like my heated seats on. And if they could massage me while I drive, I would be, (laughs) I'd be like, you know how when you sit in the massage chair and you're all like a, like you're on a carnival ride, I would look like that while driving a (laughs) hundred percent. See, I, it must, I think I'm a weirdo. I don't like massage. Like when I go to get my nails done, I I don't turn it on. It just makes me turn it on. This this whole thing is weird (laughs) to me. Um, So I don't think mine would be B. I didn't know. Is, is ability to locate parking spaces a thing? So your phone will do it. Your phone will do it actually. Um, But I don't, I mean, this is is crazy. Okay. Yeah. Well, if that was, I'd probably pick C because I'm always, I'm like the the parking lot princess. I'm. Oh my God. You're funny. You like lose your parking spaces all the time. Yes. I want a very specific parking spot. My husband will drive around the parking space for like 15 minutes. I'm like, we should have already parked in the two parking lots down and walk to the, where we're going by the time you find a space. (laughs) Gosh. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, there is so there's certain places have locations uh, like a parking garages will be like go to this level and that's where oh, there's a yeah, space yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That. yeah, and then your your phone will locate where you leave your car, not like tell you about a parking space. But there are apps that will find you parking spaces. I don't run. I don't know how yes, they work. Yes, I've yes, never yes. tried anything like that. But yeah, that's too much work for me. <laughs> I'm like, I'll just drive maybe around. a little bit. Yeah, I was going to say that's a little intense for me. But. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, join us next week where we talk about how you can choose joy, even if your to-do list isn't all the way done. We will see you then. 
Well, Mama, that wraps up our episode for today. Thank you so much for being here with us again this week. Before you go, please make sure you hit that follow button so you get notified of all the new episodes that are coming up and head on over to the Thriving Mompreneurs Facebook community and join us there. In our thriving community, you will be connected with other business and family-minded mamas looking to feel fulfilled and energized within their lives. And you will be able to start implementing some of the tools we talked about right here on this podcast with some amazing accountability. All right, mama, we will see you at the same time, same place next week. And remember, you were made to thrive. See you next time.